Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met fellow adventurers, I am back at the headquarters of the Silver Quest, of which I am apparently the leader, although that doesn't mean they have have to listen to me in any way. Because, well... They're my elders, so I kind of have to do what they say. But anyway, there's a particular item maybe of use here. And that is... The Bowl of Blood. Where in the grand kingdom did you find that? As Python incredulously. He stares wide-eyed at the bowl of blood. Always fancied that to be a myth. You simply never cease to amaze. Attracted by Piffin's genuine and somewhat theoretic and somewhat theatrical display of awe, Isidore moves over and takes a look at the bowl. Explain to the fellow, to your fellow members of the quest, how you obtained it. You'll need to find the twelve gems that fit into those sockets, said Isrator, peering closely at the bowl. You need the whole the whole dozen before you can use it. At least that's what the legends have to say. Pritham tells you that Teak, former member of Silver Crest, long ago had a falling out with Windor. He was always particularly interested in artifacts like this. Not certain I would call it correctly, he says, closing one eye and stroking his chin. But I believe I heard old Teak say that he had two of the gemstones that fit in the sockets of the bowl. Or so he seemed to think. Of course, I've not weighed you even a single sliver of gold on that, mind. Still, 
might just be what we need to get Teak. Teak through that door, said Iskridor, pointing to the thick slab of wood. Separates the headquarters from the streets of Twithick. You keep that bowl, Kate, safe soup. I'll see to Teak. You agree with Iskridor's plan of action. Both of your cohorts seem pleased. Would be good to see Teak again, says Prithin. Any event, he still owes me a fair bit of gold, but fear not. I wouldn't bring up such a thing straight away. Alright, now there's an adventure for this location. The Silver Crest Reborn. Having just returned from a beef excursion into Fogborough, we're looking forward to spending a few hours relaxing in front of the fire in the headquarters of Silver Crest. Start the adventure. Alright. Having just returned from a brief excursion into Fogbar, looking forward to spending a few hours relaxing in front of the fire in the headquarters of the Silver Quest, an outfit you now lead. Although, that doesn't mean anyone listens to me. The moment you throw open the front door and step inside the cosy cluttered quarters, however, you are met by the Griffin. He quickly closes the door behind you, and tells you with a nervous voice, I believe something is to be afoot. Do your best to calm him, as his demeanour is one of extreme agitation. But before you can get him to sit in the chair next to the hearth, he barks on a count that immediately commands your full attention. Teak and Iswadar are missing, he says. And almost the moment the words passes pass from his lips, you sense a great relief has come over him. Quite a bit has transpired since you were last here, Zoop. I know I will quickly give you an account of it. You take a seat next to the fire while Prithin paces before the hearth. He grips the cluttered man cluttered mantle with his white hand and turns to face you as he begins. Teak appeared at the front at the front door nearly two weeks ago, and despite our ongoing effort to find him, his sudden arrival came as a great shock to us. Almost at once, however, the three of us were laughing and jesting, talking about the old days. Isuzor and I filled him on much of what has happened with regard to the quest, and he was, of course, quite interested to learn about your acquisition of the Bowl of Blood. It was then that he said he would venture into Fogborough. Pithium tells you that Teak possessed one of the two missing gens for the bowl, but he had a map that that would supposedly lead him to the place where the last gem was hidden, a lair within the cursed wood. Teak went off at once, quite discarding my advice, my advice to wait until he'd spoken with you, but such is his way. He has not returned. He said he'd be back in two to three days, and yet over a week passed with no word. What's happened to him? You learn that after a week had gone by, Isrikar set out for Fogbar with the hope of finding Teak. Briefar tells you to remain behind in case you were to show up, though he has since regretted that decision. Iskridar has been gone seven days, he says grimly. I fear that some misfortune has befallen them in that forbidden wood. Both men are skilled survivors and warriors, as you know. There's really no telling what peril they may have encountered, 
though I certainly don't need to tell you about the dangers that lurk in that place. Without hesitation, you tope with them that you will return to the cursed wood and search of both Teak and Isquidar. A relief look passes over his face, and he solemnly nods. Have every confidence that if they are to be found, you can find them, he says. You're not strangers to the perils of the place, and would only slow down your search. I wait here in case either of them return. You can't possibly know what a weight you will leave me of, Zoop. You are certain that if Teak and Iskritar are to be found in Fogbar, you will be able to locate them. You can only hope, hope you'll find them before they succumb to whatever wickedness has likely waylaid them. After reassuring Prithen that both men will both men will be found, and return to safety if necessary, retire, eager to get some rest before setting out for Fogbar at dawn. The hour preceding dawn finds both you and Prithen up and about. Attending the fire, Prithen prepares a hearty breakfast and helps you to gather your gear for your impending excursion into Fogbar. Take care in there, Soup, he says. I pray they haven't met with misfortune, but if they have, think of no one better to effect their rescue. Watch yourself, though. And please return here in one piece. You bid Prithen farewell and steal out onto the dark streets of Twithic, defiance of the city's curfew, and with your every thought bent on discovering the fates of Teak and Iskridar. To begin your search for Teak and Iskridar, travel to the Fogbar Forest and explore the Cursed Wood. Alright, to Fogbar Forest it is then. Western Fogbar Forest, the Forest of Mist. Explore Fogbar Forest. Yeah, so we just have to... I have no option just to explore it. It's a dark cave? Nope. Nope, that's just random stuff. A slivering menace. Okay, actually, I'm going to quick combat everything now. Explore once more. Nothing of any interest. Two festering corpses. Quick combat and 4xp. Explore some more. Watting Wolf, quick combat, 2xp. Explore some more. The exploration of Fogwell Forest takes you into some of the thickest, most tangled terrain you've ever navigated. Despite a long and tiring trek through the mist-shrouded wood, discover nothing of any particular interest. Now, I've spent three previous episodes exploring this wood, so... I'm not really going to read much of the stuff here, Blackbone Skeleton. Nine gold. A Dormok. Six gold. Number six XP. Bloodfeath. Five XP. Keep exploring. Nothing of interest. Slivering Menace. Oh, well, actually, one more. Now I'm going to pause until something turns up. Okay, suddenly. While passing through the eastern portion of the outer wood, taking great care not to lose your way in the swirly banks of fog, the blanket of forest, you suddenly hear what can only be described as something large moving by. Filled with an immediate propelled sense of dread, you freeze in your tracks and listen with bated breath 
to maple sand or something dragging itself across the ground to the east. Whatever it is, moving swiftly away from you. Investigate the sound. You spring forward, you spring forward through the mist. Your senses alert for the first sign of power. As your eyes focus on the frost-blanketed forest floor. Covered only 13 yards, when you suddenly come to the distinct trail of a massive creature. The trail, nearly four feet wide and several inches deep, appears to be created by the passing of a large serpent. As you stand down at the impossibly large track left in the wake of some gigantic unknown beast, a shudder runs through you. The force of encountering whatever created the trail, alone in the tangled and shuddery confines of this fog, fog-laden wood is more than just a little unsettling. Vowing to remain alert for any further sign of the mysterious creature, you once again resume your exploration of the forest. Okay, get a pause. We've seen that before. Something. Until we've seen something we've not seen before. Nearly two miles from the eastern edge of the forest, you happen upon signs of a recent struggle. Taking care not to disturb the ground, you move around the perimeter of a small patch of skewed earth, taking note of several boot prints pressed into the soft soil of rotting vegetation. On the low-lying limbs of several nearby trees, you notice long, sticky grey and white fibres that resemble the strands that might make up a spider's web. As you move closer to examine the strands, you suddenly spot something lying on the ground to your right. Resting on the side of a pile of upturned forest what is a leather bag. The bag bears no sign of decay. It is certainly belonging to the person those boots recently made the marks. You pick up the bag and open it. The bag contains some bread and other bits of food, which is quite spoiled and covered with a variety of insects. You empty the contents of the bag onto the ground, surprised when a leather scroll case jump topples out. You hurriedly tip out the worn piece of parchment that's furled inside the case and your heart leaps. Scrawled onto the weathered sheep is a crude map indicating a lo location of a nearby forest lair. Your eyes drift to the top of the parchment, and the pulse quickens as behold a single word, only recently been written there. Teak. Realising that you found the map that Teak was obviously using, you study it carefully. By following the map to its marked location, you hope you will be able to find out more about what might have happened to Teak, and perhaps to Istrisgar. Aided by discovery, but realising the signs of the struggle you found don't build well fatigue. You vow to continue your search. So, giant spider web. So, please note, the location identified on this map is now listed as one of the previous locations you visited in the forest. To visit this location, select Return to a Previously Discovered Location option from the main Exploration section for the map and look for the entry titled The Location Marked on Teak's Map. Okay, previously discovered location. One, two, three, four. 
Yeah, more location marked on Teak's map. All right, I'll go there. Using the map you discovered, coupled with your own knowledge of the misty woodland, you make your way to the specified location. As you pass out of a bank of low, soul-rolling fog, you spot a large mound of earth to the north. In the centre of the mound, a wide, dark tunnel plunges down into the ground. You're standing before a tall mound of upturned earth, deep in the eastern region of the outer wood. In the centre of the massive mound, a wide and dark tunnel plunges down into the ground. Mist swirls around the edges of the hole and sweeps down into the broad, steeply sloping earthen passage. Climb down into the steep tunnel. With your reliable light flaring brightly, you cautiously climb down into the steep tunnel. The earth beneath your feet is loose in patches, making your descent both slow and treacherous. The earthen floor of the tunnel suddenly begins to slide. You desperately struggle to maintain your footing and control your descent. Pick a number. Bonus of 49. 19 from woodmanship, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. You need 75 or more. Failure. You lose your footing. You topple down the steep slope to the bottom. Steep slope into the otters. Landing flat on your back at the western end of a cavernous, goon-filled earthen corridor. Twelve damage. You, you stagger to your feet and begin to survey your new surroundings. You stand at the western edge of the cavernous tunnel, cavernous urban tunnel. The east, this tall, roughly circular passage extends out of sight into the gloom. To the west, the tunnel slopes steeply upwards. Before, before emerging into the misty forest above. Okay, going to the east. The musty slow of damp, damp earth assails your senses as you warily make your way through the shadowy tunnels of this subterranean lair. The sound of something large moving rapidly through the gloom freezes you in your tracks. Instinctively spinning the direction of the sound, can see nothing beyond the perimeter of the glow cast by your reliable light. The sound quickly fades and you're once again enveloped in darkness and silence. Alright, it's that sound again. The sound of something large moving rapidly through the gloom, freezing your stacks, instinctively pinning in the direction of sound. See nothing beyond the perimeter of the glow clasped by your trusty light. The sound quickly fades and you're once again enveloped in darkness and silence. Okay, getting in to the south is something. Your sides are suddenly drawn upwards as something stirs in the darkness above. That warning, a broad white Thick stranded web swings out of the gloom directly overhead, its width spanning the breadth of the passage. You only have a split second to avoid, to avoid being ensnared by the massive web. Pick a number. Bonus of 68. 19 from woodmanship. 19 from feathery. 
20 from agility, 10 from luck. Need 84 or more. Success with 123. You leap backwards along the passage, narrowly avoiding becoming ensnared by the sticky strands of a massive swinging web. You're standing before a broad, thick, sticky white web that's dropped out of the gloom above and now spans the full breadth of the tunnel. On either side of the passage, edge of the pair of snare, you can see dozens of tiny spiders scuttling along the walls. Immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. With a link, these small green and yellow spiders get their name from the peculiar way in which they sting their prey. Small claw-like Formation on their underbelly will wake their skin's flesh, creating an open gash into which they will swiftly index their potent venom. You have little doubt that you will become caught that where you become caught in the massive web. You'd become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. The web blocking blocking any further progress along the tunnel. You stand back and think about how you might attempt to get past the treacherous barrier. A few pop options here. I can just go nope, 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 and head to the north. Just fight my way through. I could use elementalism, conjuration, telekinesis, shadow magic, or woodmanship. I'll use mm, conjuration. Because that doesn't turn up that often. It succeeded. 16 XP to conjuration. You call upon your power of conjuration and a long wooden pole suddenly appears on the ground at your feet. You immediately pick up the pole and use it to carefully part the web. Pushing the sticky snare safely back to either side of the earthen passage. 16 XP in general. Having successfully cleared out the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Okay, something to the west, something to the east, going west. Eyes are suddenly drawn upwards as something stirs in the darkness above. Without warning, a broad, white, thick-stranded web Swings out the passage overhead. Stick width spanning the breadth of the passage. Only a split second to avoid being ensnared by the massive web. Pick a number. Bonus of 68. 19 from wooden ship, 19 from thievery, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. The 97 or more. Pick now. 159. Elite backwards along the passage. Narrowly avoiding being ensnared by the sicky strands of the massive swinging web. You're standing before a broad, thick, stippy web that's dropped out of the gloom above and now spans the full breadth of the tunnel. You beside the passage, at the edge of the perilous snare, you see dozens of sp tiny spiders scuttling along the walls. 
immediately recognised the spiders to be wakers. A small, but particularly venomous species, you've little doubt, in order to become caught in the massive web, become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. With the web blocking any further progress along the tunnel, you step back, think about how you might attempt to get past the treacherous barrier. Okay, this time I will use elementalism. Failed. Without warning, perhaps moved by the weight of dozens of wakers swarming across its surface, the sticky web surges forward and latches onto you. Seconds, you find yourself completely ensnared by the massive web. Oh, the elementals, you let me down. You desperately struggle to free yourself from the web as dozens of wakers storm across the surface of the sticky snare. Pick a number. Bonus of 60, 79 that is. 19 from woodmanship, 20 from might, 20 from body, 20 from agility. Need 97 or more. Pick now. 143, success. You manage to free your stove from the sticky path web and step back along the passage. So here I am, before the web. Alright, elementalism again. Succeeded. 16x speed to elementalism. You channel your power of elementalism. And almost immediately, instantly, a fierce gust of wind tears along the earthen passage, safely shredding the web and clearing the passage ahead. Right, 16 XP to general. Having carefully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and carefully scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Okay. I'm in the south, going to the southwest loop. Eyes are suddenly drawn up with something stirred in the darkness above. It's a web. It's coming down. Pick a number. Bonus of 68. Need 91 or more. 133. Success. You leap backwards along the passage, narrowly avoiding being ensnared by the thick, sticky swans of the massive swinging web. Okay, it's the web again. There were wakers on it. I will use telekinesis this time. It succeeded. 16x speed to telekinesis. You summon your power of telekinesis and project a powerful telekinetic blast of energy at the web. Force of projected energy safely tears the web in three places and tears the passage ahead and clears the passage ahead. 16 XP to general. Though you've successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and cautiously stand surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Alright. Okay. Something large is moving. Alright, southwest corner. Oh, it's a web. It's coming down. Much to your surprise, a, the dark, a dark, dark shape turns out to be a pile of items and 
axe, a dagger, and a thick belt lie heaped in the middle of the tunnel. Close examination reveals that both of the weapons display remarkable craftsmanship. Pick up the axe and your heart nearly skips a beat when you are when you are when you eye the elegant lettering emblazoned upon the sturdy oaken shaft. Staring back at you from the haft of the axe is the word teak. Immediately pick up the three items. Teak's axe. This weapon is of unmatched quality. It's a dagger, unmatched quality belt. This piece of unmatched leather armor will protect your midsection. Discover a small pouch attached to the belt. While overcome with curiosity, you open the pouch and are quickly startled when your gaze falls upon a small triangular blood red dam. Blood red gem. You instantly recognise it to be one of the two missing gems from the whim of the bowl of blood. Wasting no time, you retrieve the bowl from amongst your possessions and fit the newly acquired stone into one of the last two empty sockets that lines line its outer whim. Realising you are now, without question, on the trail of Teak. You quickly secure his axe, dagger and belt amongst your other belongings before setting off to resume your exploration of this subterranean lair. But lair of what? I don't think it's just the Wakers. Although they're bad enough on their own. Alright, to the east something. Eyes are suddenly drawn up as something stirs in the darkness above. Web come down. Web comes down. Bonus of 68. Need 82 or more. Success with 168. The highest score I could get. You leap backwards along the passage, narrowly avoided becoming ensnared by the sticky swans of the massive swinging web. I got the web, so I've used elementals and conjuration. Now shadow magic. Succeeded. Sixteen XP to shadow magic. You channel your power of shadow magic, and your head is immediately filled by a chorus of shrill, ghostly, ghastly whispers. As the whispers fade, your own shadow, created by the bright glow of your trusted light source. Slivers forwards and melds to the sticky web that spans the tunnel. In a matter of moments, the web dissolves, leaving the passage ahead clear. Your shadow swiftly retreats. 16 XP to general, back along the tunnel. Alright, that sound of something large moving about. Alright, I'm in back into a four way intersection. We just did a southwest loop, something to the east. Something stirs in darkness I have, and it falls down upon me, the massive web. Bonus of 68, need 93 or more, pick now. That failure with 84, the broad, white, sticky web swiftly ensnares you, latching on your arms and legs with its furious, fierce grip. Heart pounding, you suddenly catch sight of dozens of tiny spiders swarming in the gloom at the edge of the web. 
either side of the passage. Weasley recognized the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. You little doubt that unless you free yourself, you will become easy prey for the lurking arachnids. You desperately struggle to free yourself from the web as dozens of wakers swarm across the surface of the sticky snare. Okay, pick a number. Bonus is 79. 19 for woodmanship, 20 for might, body and agility. Need 78 or more. So I'm guaranteed victory, but by how much? 101. You manage to free yourself from the sticky web and step back along the passage. It's the web again. Now, I've used Elementus and Conjuration, Telekinesis and Shadow Magic. Now, Woodmanship. 16 XP to Woodmanship. Using your knowledge of your wild, coupled with a steady hand. Use a walk from the floor of the urban tunnel to carefully part the sticky strands of the perilous snare. To just a few nerve-wracking moments, you manage to successfully clear the passage ahead. 16 XP to general. And there's something loud moving about. Loud and large. Alright. The tunnel ends in the northeast with something. Something large, loud, probably hungry, and definitely angry. Alright. Drawn up as above. A web falls down. Same check as before. It is 90. And I managed to leap out of the way. There's a web before me. Attempt to fight my way through the web this time. With sticky strands of the web tugging at your arms and legs. You brazenly step through up to the deadly article. And attempt to force your way past it. Dozens of wakers pour out the shadows either side of the passage and scurry along the thick white surface of the web as they close in to incapacitate and consume what they assume is snared prey. You prepare for battle against a massive web. Dozens of wakers flood the web, attempting to sink their fangs into your flesh. You're injected with venom by one of the poisonous spiders. And another one for 14 and 9 damage. Okay. Let's see. I just... Yep, they just keep swarming at me. Ooh, uh, the quick stone repeated a 20, which helped a bit. Venom from the spiders, 10 damage. But now... They are slain. It is slain. 41 XP. The sticky web hanging in tatters on either side of the tunnel. You pause to catch your breath as you watch dozens of wakers scuttle way into the shadows at the edge of the passage. 16 XP to general. Having successfully cleared the web out of the way, you check over your equipment and curiously... Cautiously scan the surrounding gloom before once again setting off along the tunnel. Alright, so. Hmm, so you get more XP for just bashing at it. 
Interesting. Something stirs in the darkness above. It's a web swinging down. Bonus of 68. Need 100 or more to, to evade it. Failure. The broad, sticky web swiftly ensnares you, latching onto your arms and legs with its fierce grip. With your heart pounding, you suddenly catch sight of dozens of tiny spiders swarming in the gloom at the edge of, your, of the web, either side of the passage. Immediately recognise the spiders to be wakers, a small but particularly venomous species. Little doubt that unless you're able to free yourself, you become easy prey for the slurking arachnids. You desperately struggle to free yourself from the web as dozens of wakers swarm across the surface of the sticky snare. Pick a number. Bonus of 79. Need 91 or more to get out of the way. Pick now. 114. Success. Manage to free yourself from the sticky web and step back along the passage. Now, the spider web's in my way. I will fight through it. With the sticky strands of the web's tubby arms and legs, you step brazenly up to the deadly obstacle and attempt to force your way past it. Dozens of wakers pour the shadows on either side of the passage and scurry along the thick white surface of the web as they close in to incapacitate and consume what they soon is snared prey. The massive web once again just gonna we're gonna keep wailing at it until it goes down. Sometimes they sting me. It doesn't matter. Ooh, battle wage for a bit. Bash, bash, bash. And it is slain. Another 41 XP. It's a sticky web hanging in tatters on either side of the tunnel. You pause to catch your breath as you watch the dozens of wakers scuttle away to the shadows at the edge of the passage. 16 XP to general. I'm now clear. Alright, just moving. Something large is moving about. Okay, next up is the southeast corner, but there's some northeast corner, something in the way. As you reach a wide bend in the tunnel and the passage turns north, you spot several signs on the ground that indicate something large has moved across this very spot. Various paces in and around the immediate area discover shallow impressions in a damp earth and a wide trail that seems to suggest something may have been dragged through. To carefully examining the floor of the tunnel for nearly a minute, you prepare to move on suddenly. A towering massive shape looms out of the darkness that fills the tunnel to the north. You instinctively draw yourself into defensive stance and watch with mounting horror as a terrifying sight steps into view at the edge of your light. At first, you mistake the giant green and black eight-legged horse-sized creature for a large spider. Then, as the upper portion of the beast's body passes out of the shadows, your blood freezes. Perched atop the gargantuan eight-legged spider body, the upper arms, torso and head of a troll 
the sinister abomination. Tower glide at you from the earthen tunnel is a spider troll. Creature thought to have long ago disappeared from the world. And which has a link. Spider troll, spider troll. Menacing, unfriendly spider troll. One of the more nightmarish, though thankfully rare, denizens of the wild is the fearsome spider troll. Although more troll than spider, these eight-legged abominations, the upper torso, arms and head of a troll, the wise out of an oversized black and green abdomen. Spider trolls are trolls, not arachnids. They are believed to have been created by powerful dark magic ages ago. While they possess the ability to spin webs, they lack the sting and venom of a deadly spider. These creatures are slightly more intelligent than forest trolls, and despite their appearance, they bear many of the same and unsavoury characteristics of their more common twin. twin. While rumours abound that some spider trolls possess magical powers, it is known that the eight-legged trolls have, in, have the innate ability to summon and control different species of spiders, like those wakers, presumably. Spider trolls dwell in sprawling subterranean tunnel networks that they dig themselves. These tunnel layers are usually festooned with all but invisible webs, which may snare any creature that so wittingly wanders into them. Spider trolls attach their webs to walls and ceiling of their lairs. Their webs are designed to detect even the slightest air currents, which cause them to drop down onto anything passing by. Sometimes the webs in the spider trolls' lair are habited by small green and yellow arachnids called wakers. These venomous spiders will swarm and incapacitate anything snared in a spider troll's webs. Spider trolls are immune to wake and venom and takes full advantage of the service the small spiders provide. Spider trolls are savage, fierce and relentless combatants. They are believed to be fearless and they will always fight to the death. Gonna have to teach them about that. Sometimes running away is okay. The spider troll grumbles, and first time you spot a large spear clutched in its white hand. Suddenly, the creature's spindly green claw tip legs stir into frenzy of action, and a split second later, the spider troll has covered half the distance that separates you. The beast stops abruptly draws back its long sinewy arm and hurls its spear at you. The spider's stone-tipped spear hurtles towards you, towards you with deadly accuracy. Use fortification, telekinesis or shadow magic or just dodge. I will use telekinesis. It succeeded at 16 XP to telekinesis. You call upon your power of telekinesis and focus it on the hurtling spear. A timely and accurate blast of telekinetic energy sends the speeding missile off course. The spear whistles past on your right and sinks into the ground walked into the tunnel wall behind you. 
the spider troll unhinges his fang-filled jaws and unleashes an enraged bellow that shakes the earthen tunnel. With its eight spindly claw-tipped legs moving, moving in a frenzy, churling up the floor of the earthen passage, the hideous spider troll scuttles towards you. You immediately assume a defensive stance and prepare to engage the fearsome creature. As the spider troll draws to within striking distance, the beast wears up on its four hind legs and fills the tunnel with an ear-shattering roar as it savagely lashes out at you with its mighty forelimbs. I wonder if it would, would prove wise to flee as soon as opportunity presents itself and return with plan of attack. I face the spider troll. Hmm. Hideous spider troll strikes at you with its claw-tipped leg. The spider troll spins a broad, sticky web and hurls it at you, being snared by the leg and being unable to act during the next round of combat. The spider troll spins a sword, sticky web and hurls it at you, but I get out of the way. Now I'm going to flee so I can lay a trap. You fled from combat. You leap back, narrowly dodging a pair of blows from spider trolls, thrashing claw-tipping tip, legs, and take flight along the tunnel. Much to your horror, the, creature, the sinister creature chases after you, moving with unnerving speed and agility through the twisting but familiar passages of its lair. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. Zero for woodmanship. 20 from agility, 10, 20 from body, need 75 or more, pick now. Failure, your attempt to outdistance the spider troll has failed. Only moments into your flight, you're overtaken and attacked by the gruesome creature. The spider troll wears up on its four hind legs and attacks, striking at you with its spindly green claw-tipped forelimbs. Okay, the hideous spider soul strikes out at you with its claw-tipped legs. The spider soul sags you. The frenzied series of savage strikes. Alright, I'm going to flee. You leap back, narrowly dodging a pair of blows from the spider trolls, crashing claw-tipped legs. Take flight along the tunnel. Must your horror, the sinister creature traces after you, moving with unnerving speed and agility for the twisting but familiar passages of the lair. Okay, so pick a number. Bonus of 14, need 75 for more. Failure. I've failed, and it overtakes me. Gonna fight it some more. And flee once again. You fled from combat. Okay, same check again. Bonus of 40, 75. Failure. Oh. Gonna fight it some more, and once more I shall flee. Okay, I'm gonna heal from that first, and do the same check again. Failure with 70. Begin combat with the spider troll once more, and I shall flee once more. 
Same check again. Bonus 40, need 75. Success! You managed to stay just ahead of the spired troll, but the hideous, hideous creature is gaining on you. With the fiendish spider troll swiftly bearing down on you from behind, you redouble your effort, dashing through the dark tunnels at a great net, great net pace. Pick a number. Bonus 40. Need 75 or more. Success. 96. Last, the entrance to the dark lair looms into view out the gloom ahead. In the same instant, the fearsome spider troll breaks off its pursuit and retreats into the shadows behind you. You draw up to your entrance, you wipe away the sweat streaking down your brow and struggle to catch your breath. Okay, gonna heal from that. Now I'm going to go towards that spider. But this time I'll be prepared. You cautiously approach. The spot in which you last encountered the hideous spider troll. Suddenly, out of the gloom ahead, the, heat, the fearsome creature appears. Its lips curl back to reveal a line of jagged yellow fangs as its eight spindly legs propel its hideous bulk towards you at an unnerving weight. The gruesome spider troll seems eager to finish you off. So... Quite a few options. I can just fight it. I could do Feathery, Shadow Magic or Archery. Now if I had them at level 70, I could use Illusion Gating, Telekinesis or Elementalism. I'm going to use Feathery. You extinguish your light and slip back into the shadows, fully immersing yourself in the dense gloom that fills the eastern passage. Disorientated by your sudden disappearance, the spider troll snaps his head in all directions, eagerly seeking any sign of you in the darkness, only too late does the fearsome creature hear the ominous crunch of a footfall at his back. You strike the spider, staggering blow from behind. The gruesome spider troll has been seriously wounded. Begin combat. The spider wall troll, though wounded by your attack, appears undeterred. The hideous, the gruesome spider creature wears up on its four hind legs and attacks, striking out at you with its spindly green, claw-tipped forelimbs. The spider troll, and it's wounded, but not wounded enough, strikes out at you with claw-tipped legs. And it fires a web at me. I'm just gonna bash it to pieces. Yes, this is one spider I do not mind squashing. Because it's got teak! The savage the spider troll staggers you with a frenzied series of savage strikes to 34 damage. The quick your quick stone will repeat the 20 you just rolled next round, and it does! And that is enough to slay the spider. Okay. Nine combat XP. 256 experience to general. The hideous, still twitching carcass. The fearsome spider troll lies in the middle of the tunnel. Steady streams of green and yellow ooze pour out of the wounds that widow the creature's bulky, lifeless form. 
Suddenly, movements from the shadows at the end of the passage catch your eye. You turn to witness a horrifying sight. Hundreds of wakers converge on the remains of the spider's hole, swarming over the dead beast, eager to consume such a bountiful feast. With the hip sickening scuttling of the wakers filling their tunnel, turn away in disgust, about to move back along the passage, when a new sound rises above that of the swarming spiders. A weak voice from somewhere in the gloom ahead is calling out for help. Hurry along the tunnel in the direction of the sound. Quickly come upon a webbed, whacked figure, hurled, huddled on the ground. To second thought, he rushed forward and works to free the figure from the thick, sticky strands of white webbing. A haggard and drawn face of a man appears as you clear away the web, and at once his eyes fly open, and he manages a weak smile. You immediately realise you're staring down at Teak. How's that Ang Bramble Axe working for you? He says, smirking, his voice weak and wavering. Bramble recognise you, Zoop. You've certainly come far since we last met. With, with the last of the web strands at his feet, Teak slowly rises with your help and grounds loudly groans loudly as he stretched. You promptly return his equipment to him, which seems to greatly buoy his spirits. Soon you found the other gem, he asks, his voice no longer sounding weak. You nod and he smiles. And all but given up on ever leaving this lair, but it appears I should have more faith in the Allfather's willingness to answer prayers made in desperation. Teak tells you he ventured into this lair in search of the last of the gems for the gold bowl of blood, but it was promptly chased out by the spider troll. An ancient beast guarding its ancient lair, he said. In some form or another, a way to these tunnels existed for the better part of a century, which is nearly as old as the map that led me to them. I suppose you came across the map. Can he quite imagine it? And all the vasts of this cursed wood happened upon the map I tossed aside at the moment of my capture. It was a desperate ploy, a measure with no discernible hope in it. But I am now exceedingly glad I retained the wits <laughs> to execute. You learn that Teak had moved away from the lair and was sitting up camp. The spider troll burst from the fog and took hold of him. The beast spun its web around me and dragged me back here, he says. The web that encased me must have somehow sustained me for neither food nor limp drink has passed my lips these many days. Even now, I'm only slightly parched and not particularly famished. Strange indeed. Teak is still unsteady on his feet, and he leans against the tunnel wall as he slowly recovers his balance and his bearing. Despite his ordeal, he seems to have suffered no lasting harm. You ask him about Iskwadar, Teak shakes his head and tells you he knows nothing about what might happen to him. That is certainly distressing news, he said. 
It's just I was as capable woodsman as I know. For I admit, this this wretched forest is no ordinary wood. I must search for him, Zoop. The search will prove less perilous with two of us together. But perhaps only slightly. Teek suddenly moves along the passage, having obviously caught sight of something. Only seconds later, do you realise he has spotted the rotting carcass of the spider troll? He stands next to the massive corpse of the slain creature, shakes his head. All by yourself, then? Astounding, Zoop. You suddenly recall that Teak told you he had entered this lair in search of the last of the gems for the ball of blood. Asking the jewels here, somewhere in the dark tunnels, the spot of the t- spider troll's abode, the master woodsman shakes his head. It's not here, he says, extending his left hand towards you. It's here. <coughs> Teak unfurls his fingers, and there, resting in the palm of his upturned hand, is the final gem to be fitted into the bowl you carry. He tosses the glittering stone to you and smiles. Just do you mind what I, what I say for a moment, Teak says. To so fit the gem he's just giving you to the bowl's last empty impression. You need to think long and hard about whether or not you would want to wish gazing into the bowl. It's been made whole of the gems. But never mind that for now. We've got, we've got to find our dear old friend. You agree and set up Anna, and at once the two of you prepare to leave the spider troll lair. And set off in search of his critter. You may gaze into the bowl of blood from any safe location by clicking on your items list and selecting gaze into the bowl option. Alright. As, as the two of you make your way out of the subterranean lair, a large brown spider scurries out of the gloom and moves swiftly in your direction. Without pause, Teak lifts his axe and leaps forward, nearly cleaving the horrid creature in two with a death blow. As he clears off of his weapon and, and steps back from the oozing carcass of Slame and Wackyard, Teak looks at you and grins. Not quite a spider's hole, he says, but now it can't be said that I've done nothing to help our escape. The remainder of the trek out of the tunnels proceeds without incident. And you soon find yourself back amidst the swirling fog of the cursed wood. You both agree that the eastern region of the wood is where you would most likely find Iskator, if indeed he is in Fogbo at all. And so, defiantly holding on to help, you and Teak begin what you suspect will be a long and possibly fruitless search. You've ranged less than a quarter of a mile from the spider troll's lair. Happen of a curious and disturbing sight. Hanging from the dark limbs of several towering hardwoods, swinging at the ends of thick lengths of white webbing, are nearly two dozen webbing crossed fing- fing- fingers, figures. Tince weeks betraying his disgust for the gruesome find, as he slowly makes his way beneath what to presume are swinging web covered corpses. Spider-scroll, most certainly, he says, prodding the lower portion of one of the swinging bundles with the blade of his axe. And look at this. There's an arm that's worked its way free. It's a cave goblin, Zoop. 
say the beast do with the forest dogs, we's feasting on boblins. Which is probably why you'd no immediate hunger to sate. It suited me quite perfectly. Picking up a stick, you follow Teak around the edge of the ghastly site. Now and again, poking at the web in, in enveloped figures dangling overhead. Your heart suddenly skips two beasts as upon being prodded by your stick. One of the web-wrapped bundles begins thrashing about wildly. Teak creeps in alarm and leaps back from the weaving form. You quickly regain your senses and tell Teak to cut down the moving bundle of web. Immediately complies and the two of you tear off the sticky white webbing, revealing a sunken, drawn and emancipated face. A ghastly figure, figure that is, oddly familiar to both of you. The deathly face of Istrostar stares up at you at the cocoon of webbing. Your heart leaps as Iskutar's mouth opens and through his cracked lips he draws a loud and ragged breath. Get aboard him! shouts Teak. Come on! Let's get him out of there. In a matter of moments, you and Teak have extracted Iskutar, the webbing that encased him. Your fellow member of the Silver Crest lies on his back amidst the damp what that covers the forest floor. Breathing slowly returning to normal and his colour rapidly improving. Please get me away from this place, he croaks, staring up at the goblin corpses swinging overhead. Supporting Iswitar on your shoulder, you follow Teak as he moves off to the east. It's a pace you can barely hope to sustain. With only a few minutes, he stops and confers with you. The two of you agree that Iskutar is presently two weeks to travel far, so you decided you will rest here for the, to the night, before returning to Twithick in the morning. A couple of hours later, the three of you sit around sit around a roaring fire, over which rose several pieces of game that you've managed to catch. Iskutar has made a remarkable recovery from his long and unpleasant ordeal. He seems shocked that you single-handedly brought about, about the demise of the fearsome spider. Well, it's not all that surprising, he says, gnawing on a bit of charred hair. I wish to take nothing away from your victory, Soup. You have to remember I was there for the Moraxa business, and exactly what sort of heroics you were capable of. As with T, Iswitar believes the weapon that encased him also sustained him. The most putrid thing I ever tasted, he said, grimacing. But I managed a few bits of it here and there. It always seemed to renew me. But I suppose in the end it's probably taken a year or two off the end of my life. Iskra tells you he was captured by the spider troll while passing through an area of dense fog. The beast burst from the mist and took hold of me, he says. It had ferocious strength and I couldn't free myself from its grasp grasp, bound me in its web and hung me up from the tree with the goblins. Iswitar says the goblins must have been captured right about the same time he was, for while hanging from the tree he could hear the eerie screams and ghoulish shrieks as they slowly died in the webbing that encased them. The screams eventually died away, and I shall never forget that haunting chorus, he says. I don't know why they weren't sustained in the same way I was. 
but I can't be tr- I can't be tr- puzzled, puzzled, troubled, puzzled. It's just grateful I'm alive to tell you about it. I think Prithrim's not worrying himself half to death over a lot of Earth. It's guitar thanks you both for coming to his rescue, and says that Windor would be proud. Not to wonder about him, and Helene, of course. A nearer two, for that matter, said Iskudar. I suppose we might see them all again, though. When that will be, is something that's likely to remain a mystery. Camp is broken the next morning at the first light of dawn, and the three of you, Iskudar having nearly completely recovered, makes a swift check, wreck out of the fog bar, and wives at the gate of Ashley just before midway. A short stop at the Sage Law Tavern provides much needed nourishment and the chance to drive away the lingering dampness of the forest. Seated by the hearth, the three of you see a fair amount of ale before wishing health to Tharjur, the tavern keeper, and setting off for Trithic. Return to the Silver Press headquarters proves to be a happy and boisterous affair. More shoulder crosses do you can remember. The wide-eyed Pritham beaming as he excitedly asks you for every particular related to the adventures in Fogbois. A remarkable tale, but fitting for such a wicked place, he says, returning from the back room, rolling a heavy cask of ale. But benighting, uh, that, that, uh, that is to say, saving this for just such occasion. Here, so I hope you to knock into it. That's it, Teak. Don't you have something that will do this? As Teak and Brithen wrestle with the cast, Iskutar pokes at the fire. You gaze out at the window onto the street, your mind wandering back to the dark, fog-shrouded wood, while the cosy quarters that now surround you seem a thousand miles away from the forest. You find yourself unable to shake a general feeling of unease you've had ever since you stepped out from beneath the rotting trees. He moves over the notion that all that transpires beneath the perpetual male veil of mist that hangs over the cursed wood goes unseen by the world beyond its borders, as the forest is a worm onto itself. Despite the lack of effects that the events within Fogborough seem to have on the outside world, you realise that unless something is done to stem them the growing threat of Coratel, army of Oterok. The edges of the wood may soon to be less formidable obstacles to the forest's fearsome inhabitants than they once did. You vividly recall the sight of the dark hole, covered with swirling mist, the entrance to the abode of the hideous spider troll, a creature that for so long fiercely stalked the rotting forest. You can't help but wonder if your thoughts are suddenly interrupted by a flagon of rotting, frothing ale as it's thrust into your hand. Teak slaps you on the sh- shoulder and smiles. This old place again, he says, casting his bays about the womb. Think I'm quite ready for all of this again. That is, if you'll have me, Zoop. It's a bit cluttered, perhaps. Could do with a few new trophies. But it's a fair sight better than a spider's roll, then. And that finishes this adventure with 3,072 experience to general and 256 experience to all skills and powers, which is very nice. Okay. 
The headquarters of the Silver Crest, an outfit you proudly lead, is slowly returning to its usual state. Cluttered, but comfortable. Iskridar, Prithin, Iskridar and Teak have been hard at work, making certain the Crest will soon be fully ready to once again tackle the business of hunting. The horrid beast seem fit to savagely turn fang and claw against humanity. Windows Loom, located in the back of the headquarters, is now yours, though presently filled with too much clutter to be of any real use. There's currently no sign of your fellow free members in or about the headquarters. Okay, to the city gates now. Now that we've got this bowl of blood complete, let's ignore all the warnings and gaze right into it. Because I like power. All twelve sockets. Fitted with the blood red gem. Gaze into the bowl. For many location marks, you can choose to gaze into the bowl to make use of some of the object's more obvious magic. Gaze into it. This home-sized iron bowl is filled with dark, thick, dark blood. Twelve blood red gems adorn its whim. By sacrificing experience, you can increase the level of power the ancient artifact will release. The bowl is currently at level one. You haven't yet selected which bonus bowl applied. Select the bonus. Choose gaze into the bowl. The right option applied below. Gaze into the bowl of blood. Instantly gaze into the bowl. The whippling surface of, of the blood becomes clear, becomes still. It's current level one. You may, select, you may select to apply one of the following bonuses. You can select a different bonus each time you gaze into the bowl. So you can get one melee rating, one stamina point, or one level reserve. So if, if you're... So, theoretically, you, if you wanted to, you could change that at any time. So, for example, if you're doing a replayable, when melee waiting doesn't matter, you could switch it to stamina points. Or, if you're doing if you're doing, or if you're doing another kind of replayable, switch it to never reserve. But now, I'll put it in melee waiting. Okay. Now to sacrifice some experience. 2048 to level 2. That's 2 melee waiting. 4096 to level 3. Now it's 3. 8192 8, to get to level 4. And finally, 16,000. 384 experience to get it to level 5. And that is... That's the maximum level. It's level 5. It's boosting my melee rating by 5. And I probably aren't going to look at it again. It's just going to just be there. Look away from the ball. Now my melee rating is 200 and two, which I think has unlocked some new things. 
somewhere. Because there's some adventure somewhere that's unlocked when you get to 200 MR. But that will be in a... But first, it just so happens that we can go back to that 12, the spider 12 lair and find some things. But that will be for another time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.